welcome to another episode of the Bob She and Yaya Travel the World podcast. We are so happy that you are here today. It's a place where we like to spend some time talking about all things travel and how we could be part of your travel lifestyle, whether you're hanging out at home or you've got boarding passes in your hands. Travel influences us every single day. My name is Alex. I play the Bob She role in all of this. I'm a mom, a teacher, and a traveler. I blog over at www.tgctravel.com, and I'm an overall travel junkie. Meet my best friend, Terry. Hi, I'm Terry. I play the part of Yaya in this, and I'm also a mom. I have two wonderful children, adult children. I am a teacher, and I am also a seasoned traveler. Today, we're going to Scotland. We Woo! are so happy. To have our very first guest, Jen Narcovicius, who we call Jen the Harper. She is an enthusiast on all things Scottish and is here today to pass on her experience to all of us. As always, we're ready to share some of the things that keep us travel happy when we're not out and about. We're going to, of course, talk about travel books and food and travel tips, products that we love. And this is all going to start in a little segment we like to call Now Boarding. So since we're talking all about Scotland today, we thought that we would start our Now Boarding with tons of Scottish picks. And um, our first pick is from our 10 Books in 10 Minutes series, um, books about Ireland and Scotland, and um, I'm choosing off of that list, Greyfriars Bobby, which is a great Scottish tale that talks all about um, a little pup in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh, we're going to learn how to say that better later. Um, yes, we are. And uh, yeah, and uh, this little pupper winds up kind of being like a little folklore hero in that town. So a very cute book to share with kids. I kind of love it. What about you? I'm going to go with a movie pick. And I'm going to go to okay. my good old favorite, the Disney Brave, about the little Scottish Ooh. girl who she's not your typical girl. So I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin it. Everybody's got to watch it. It has a great soundtrack. And of course, it's another great Disney movie. Great Disney movie. So, Alex, on our travels to Scotland, what are some things that you think we need to take that's going to be be helpful? My choice is taking those mm-hmm. repellent bracelets that will kind of oh, make yeah. things a little easier so you're not getting bit up by little bugs. So those are a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, um, they call them midges in um, Scotland, and it's true that if you are going to spend a lot of time outside, so summer into fall, late spring, if you're going to be spending a lot of time outside, I think that's a really good idea because they can be quite pesty up there, and it it is a difficult thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a great travel tech 
tip um, for those of you who do want to spend time outside. Um, one of the most popular and unique drives in Scotland is called the North Coast 500. And it's an app, um, there's an app called North Coast 500. It's 500 miles. And it's an app that um, will help you pinpoint accommodations and points of interest and kind of um, let you know that there what's going on in that area. There's also audio tours and tips to make that great drive even better. So if you're planning on tackling the North Coast 500, this app was great. And as I was researching this, it turns out that Scotland has a series of apps. Um, and this happened to be one of them. Um, and so we put the link to that below in the show notes, which I think um, you'll find some really great tourist information, traveler information from the Tourism Bureau in Scotland. So they were really great. Um, what about you? I have a question for you. Since Uh-oh. we're talking about Scotland, let's talk about travel food. Are you willing to try haggis? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what haggis is, but I'm willing to try anything one time. So with that said, let's not spoil our later discussion. Um, But yes, I would try it. How about you? Um, I've had it. Okay. Would you have it again? I've had good haggis and I've had not so good haggis. So I think the only thing that I would say is make sure you get it from as local of a place as you can get it from just because they cook it better. Don't okay. go for like the the commercial stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Another food question for you. Would you try a deep fried Mars bar? These are huge in Edinburgh. Yes. If it's anything like a deep fried Snickers you get at the county fair, sign me up. You are on the list. The last thing in our now boarding section is a bit of a travel tip. And we just want to remind people, um, if you are going to Scotland, there are tons of events throughout the year and particularly in the summer. And Scotland is definitely one of those places where you just need to look about, look at where you're planning to go and look and cross check those things on a calendar because festivals and events in Scotland um, tend to sell out. They tend to be pretty packed and you do want to be able to find accommodations and everything while you're there. So we wouldn't want anybody to go there and wind up not having a place to go or, you know, having a difficult time of it without knowing that. So uh, Scotland is definitely one of those places where you want to check the calendar, particularly be prepared in the summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our special guest today is Jen the Harper. We're so happy she's here today. Jen is a Navy veteran, psychologist, and engineer who devotes tons of time to playing the harp. You'll find her helping brides get down the aisle as well as creating quite a serene mood at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. She's so good, in fact, that she's a sought-after teacher, um, music coach, and adjudicator at Scottish competitions all over the states. In the past few years, she has been partnered with her favorite tour guide at, to bring fellow harpists to Scotland. Welcome, Jen. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. We're oh. so happy to have you. Okay, so Jen, 
I have not, I've never traveled to Scotland. <gasps> you know, so I want you to tell me what draws you to Scotland year after year. Why is it that one particular place? I'll tell you, it's so many things. Uh, Scotland has been voted the most beautiful country in the world, and it is certainly well worth it. It has everything, mountains, water, uh, delightful people, and an incredible, vibrant heritage and culture uh, that you really, once you go, it's, you can't have one sip. And, uh, and so, yeah, I go as often as I can. Oh, sounds great. That's so great. And Jen, I know you don't call yourself an expert. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no. Jen doesn't call herself an expert, but I think she is. <laughs> let's let's start with the basics. What's the best time to go to Scotland? Anytime you can get a ticket. <laughs> but really, <laughs> um, I've been to Scotland every month of the year except August. Um, and the summer is a lovely time to go. And of course, it's an accessible time for most people. Everything is open. Mm -hmm. All the flowers are blooming. The heather is gorgeous. Um, and the people are, are as always, lovely. Um, it's some of the best weather, by which, of course, currently in Glasgow, I believe it's about chilly and raining. But that's okay, because um, sometimes even the the moodiest weather can make a beautiful day happen. Um, and I think one of the most amazing things about Scotland mm -hmm. is the sky. Uh, and it is, it is beautiful at all of the times of the year. I only have one complaint about summer, and it's that the cows in the highlands are not fuzzy enough. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm good. Well, and the midges are out voraciously. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, it's perfect. So that's your personal preference, Alex. Okay. So I'm a first time traveler to Scotland. What do I need to know before I visit? What do I need? What's super important for me to know before I go? I would say uh, that there's no bad weather. There's only poor packing um, okay. and plan to pack in layers because no matter where you are in Scotland, the weather can be variable. And that joke about all four seasons in 10 minutes is true. Uh, saying that, I would also encourage you to pack as lightly as possible, plan on layers, and that allows you to do just about everything. And unless you are going to a wedding or you've been invited to a royal event, you probably do not need fancy clothing. You really just need serviceable things and, and a, at least one pair of sturdy waterproof shoes. I really feel confident that I will be invited to a royal event. Well, uh, that may be, in which case you might have someone to carry your luggage. But if you're low like me, you carry your own luggage and you pack as lightly as you can. Oh, I'm low. We'll put you in our luggage, I'm going to act it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going through with it, and I feel like I can find a... a photocopy of an invitation we're in there you go we are in don't worry there you go don't worry we're going to Balmoral for the day we're excellent go up to Balmoral for the day okay so Jen Scotland is such an epicenter for so many festivals like there's so much that happens in this tiny country and there are so many choices to have. What are some of the choices that travelers have throughout the year? So most of the festivals occur in the summer, um, but they run the gamut. So there are 
book, there's a book festival, uh, the Fringe, the Edinburgh Festival itself, which is sort of the centerpiece. There's the tattoo, which occurs at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the international, uh, the Edinburgh International Harp Festival happens in the spring. Uh, but there's also the book, Woo-hoo! the storytelling festival, the art festival, the jazz and blues festival. Uh, there's a children's festival, a film festival. There is a festival for anyone and you just need to check the annual calendar of course this year things are are different and changing but any year that you go you want to check the calendar and if you do want to participate in a festival you need to book early because they are very popular and they're very well attended and really well run all of them so that brings my question up if you had to choose only one festival to attend and is it fair to say, let's not say the Harp Festival, but if <laughs> yeah, you take that, one choose, off the table. take that one off, which one would you choose? I think I would take the festival itself, the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, it occurs in August every year, and it is just a panoply of options, music, theater, art, dance, all over the city, uh, different venues, all throughout the month and you can really go from uh, a classical theater piece to a jazz music opportunity into traditional music and while you're doing that i'd suggest also tacking on the tattoo which is also the month of august and not to be yes yes okay so this brings my question never been to scotland okay so Uh the pronunciation of some of the words especially (laughs) if we're talking about Edinburgh and Glasgow. Can you tell us how to pronounce those correctly so we we're going to sound like we're not a tourist? <laughs> well, I would say that was a great lead in. It's worth practicing so that you say it correctly. But I will also tell you that the people in Scotland are so kind that after they laugh, they'll help you say it correctly. So oh, the good. capital city, the beautiful Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Say it with me. Edinburgh. 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 Right. It is not like Pittsburgh. It's Edinburgh. Ooh, Terry, Terry, like Kookaburra. Edinburgh. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Edinburgh. Okay. Okay. I got, and if you one. can okay. roll that R just the tiniest bit, all the better. Now, the biggest Ooh. city, the industrial and gorgeous and cultural, Glasgow. 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 Yep. Glasgow. Glasgow. Oh, so, there we go. We're ready. And if you're feeling really okay, sporty and you want to impress everyone with your cosmopolitan internationalists, uh, the capital city is in Gaelic, said Dunedin, and Dunedin. the other city, Dunedin, and the largest city is Glasahu. 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 I so like you're that all set. Glasahu. Okay, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> and then you can try right, the other cities so too. We want to play. Okay, we. <laughs> I I think that if we can get through just the names of the two cities, we're pretty good. <laughs> You're <do> okay. <laughs> All right, so we figured we'd give you a little bit of a framework to tell us about some of the best things that we can do in Scotland. So this is a game that we like to call Tic Tac Travel, three in a row. Okay. Okay. So our three suggestions in a row are about different topics. And the first topic is three things not to buy in Scotland. <laughs> three souvenirs do not get that. Three things. That's a good one for travelers. Definitely. Yeah. Anything not made in Scotland. 
yeah. don't bother bringing home anything not made in Scotland, especially Word. junk, like a Tam with fake hair or a stuffed Scotty dog that's made in another country. So that's two. And True. then the third one is don't bring home any kind of haggis, no matter how much you love it. It is not allowed in our country. Oh, no. So okay, well, let's talk about that. That would have <laughs> that. Now let me tell you, that is probably the most important thing you've said today because that would have had Bobshi and Yaya in the customs department. Yes, it would. We have. would have been an issue. <laughs> so whether it's I didn't know whether that. it's Can fresh or canned, us, do not bring it home. Can you tell us what is haggis? Well, haggis is, first off, maybe the most well-known Scottish dish. It is typically the stomach of a sheep, stuffed with oatmeal, spices, and offal, and then cooked like a pudding, boiled. It is delightful and delicious, uh, but many people are afraid to try it. Okay, just have, don't, have you tried it ever, Terry? Just don't tell me what I'm eating. Just enjoy it. Yes. Never tried yeah. it. Terry is good... Terry is good when we tell her when we don't tell her what's in. Yeah, don't tell us. Don't tell me. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to know what's in most of the things you eat. Just enjoy it. Okay. There you go. Okay. Well, speaking of foods, tell us Tic Tac Travel foods to try. Three foods to try. Three things you must try. One is haggis, especially if you've never had it, but it's a, it's really good in uh, in Scotland. It's a very tasty dish, despite how it sounds. Um, potato scones are pretty much a local food, and they're delightful. And if you can find cullen skink, definitely order it. Mm. Can you tell and me what that is? In that? Sure. Cullen skink is a delightful, creamy fish soup, typically made with haddock, but also made with other fish. Remember, Scotland has thousands of miles of coastline, uh, and so shellfish and, and uh, fish are very popular foods there. This is a delightful soup, and it is a soup. It's not a chowder. Okay. 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 Oh, I'm in. All right. I'll try that. Okay. Tic Tac Travel Three things you should do to experience the real Scotland. Ah, talk to people in a cafe, on a train, in a pub. Talk to the people who are from there. They are delightful and so easy to talk to. And they love to tell you about their country. Uh, go for a walk in the wild, whether that is to go up to the top of Arthur's Seat in the middle of Edinburgh or to Munro in the Highlands or to bimble in the borders, any of those is a great way to see natural Scotland. And the other thing you really have to do is find some live music. Music is everywhere in Scotland. Traditional music is still very popular. Uh, and and it's a, a opportunity to get a little glimpse into Scotland as it is now, but through its history. Oh, I love that. That's so true for many countries that we go to too. It's I true. Think. But I think Scotland does have, yeah. The Scot. I think Scotland does kind of have a bit of a of a hold on that traditional feeling too. I agree. With and you. if you are familiar um, with okay. traditional music from Ireland, you'll see how different mm -hmm. it is. That they're not the same country. Okay. I, that's a really important point. I'm glad that you brought that up because it is not the same at all. No, not at all. I agree with you. Okay, three moments not to miss in Scotland. 
Ah, okay. One of them I kind of already mentioned, and that is to chat with people, uh, especially if you're in a cafe, a relaxed setting where you have some time, Mm -hmm. definitely talk to real people. Um, Go to the Edinburgh Tattoo. Uh, Again, take some planning, but definitely go to that. And if you have the opportunity, view the sky from anywhere, but especially sunsets over the West Coast. They are breathtaking, pitter-pat inducing, one of my favorite things to do. Oh, I'm ready to go. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Quick, let's pack. You've inspired us. Let's pack. Let's go now. Uh, Okay. Now, only if you're willing to share, what are three hidden gems that you feel are like people pass this up far too quickly? Ah, well, one of my... she's not willing to share. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I will. I'll share with you. Just don't tell anyone else. Okay, don't Um, tell anyone. I particularly love um, the Falls of Dachert, Uh which are um, just lovely. Whether there's been a lot of rain or almost none, the Falls of Dachert are beautiful and certainly a lovely place for a stop on a trip. Um, And where where in Scotland is that? That is uh, in in the middle. Okay, kind of like close to Sterling or like well, north of Sterling? in that general area. It, it is uh, relatively okay. well marked on the map. But what most people will do is drive right by, and it's certainly worth stopping. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I also particularly enjoy going um, to the Hermitage, which is outside of Perth, and, uh, and to specifically spend time overlooking another falls called the Falls of Bran which are again spectacular and there's actually a uh, a purpose built overlook for the falls of bran at the hermitage but the hermitage oh. itself is as it sounds just a lovely quiet walk in the woods oh, wow. oh she's so okay. quiet i don't know if i could do that <laughs> yeah well, we're not good at quiet if i can do it you can do it okay i'll try <laughs> it's that it's All that right. magical a quiet okay Okay. Challenge accepted, Jen. And then my, okay. my third favorite place, um, I don't know how hidden it is, but I think people sometimes don't know where to go. And that is um, mm-hmm. Ballandalach, which is a beautiful estate and actually a family home. Uh, the Laird of the Grant is in residence there. And it is just a gorgeous place. Um, and we go there as often as we can. Beautiful gardens. Their Black Angus herd is there. Just a lovely place. Are there sheep there? I don't think they have sheep, but they do have an amazing tea shop. So uh, with typically, if I'm counting correctly by memory, at least seven or eight different kinds of cake each day. What? Yes. Cake? She had me cake. She had me a cake. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, if you're just joining us, this is the Bob She and Yaya Travel the World podcast. We're so happy to welcome um, a Scotland enthusiast. And I, I have to tell you, I wish you wouldn't feel comfortable with the, you would feel more comfortable with the word expert because Jen the Harper's joining us today. That's right. I have a, about four Jens in my life, and this is Jen the Harper, my cousin. And I'm so happy that she's here talking to us about Scotland. I'm glad to be here. My favorite topic. When I'm not talking about harps, I'm talking about Scotland. And when I'm not talking about Scotland, I'm talking about harps in Scotland. 
Okay, so here we go. Here's my okay. game. This or that. So you have to All tell right. which one you're going to choose and why. Okay. Highland or Lowlands? Yes. The which Highlands one? and the Lowlands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Scotland has actually sort of got some geo geologically induced areas. And that's one of the things that de defines the Lowlands from the Highlands. Um, I love them both. Typically, when people think of going to Scotland, they think about the highlands, they head for the mountains and the islands, and uh, and they see breathtaking stuff. But they, a lot of people don't know that the lowlands and borders are equally beautiful in a different way. Uh, this is the area below the central belt. The central belt is that area between Glasgow and Edinburgh. So south of there, uh, where the landscape is different uh, and things are are just as gorgeous, but many people miss them. And so I love them both. So you can't choose. Okay, here's another. Irish whiskey or Scotch whiskey? <laughs> Scotch whiskey. Uh, and, <gasps> and I mean, I mean, particularly what? single malt. Yes, I know my grandmother's turning over in her grave. Uh, the phone. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I I actually have a reason and not just because I'm uh, talking about Scotland. I do actually prefer Scottish whiskey, uh, if only for the sheer myriad of options that you have with all of the different distilleries. Scottish whiskey ranges from light and floral all the way through the Smokies into the rip your throat out and give you a good talking to Petey's. Um, and so, you know, you can, you can literally pair your particular libation with your current mindset. It's entirely worth it. It's worth exploring. Okay. 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 For the record, for the record, because we're family. <laughs> I'm going to give you the pass on that, but we're Irish and I'm going with the Irish people. I know what it's like in our family. So I'm going to have your back. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad of that. <laughs> but, I'm go but I'm going Irish at the next reunion. Well, okay. <laughs> and I'll pour you one of my favorites and then you'll see why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Let's table that for a second. Okay. What about the caber toss or hammer throw? <laughs> well, I'm going to pick uh, both again. So the caber toss, if you're not familiar with the caber toss, the caber is a very long, very heavy pull. And the point of the exercise is to throw the pole up in the air and make it turn end over end and land on the earth. Uh, so it is hard. It looks hard and it's very difficult to do. Uh, the hammer throw, on the other hand, is just an amazing exercise of strength and grace. And um, but I, I'm I think I'm going to go with the caber, if only because that really is uniquely Scottish. Okay. But, but really, if you get to the heavy athletics, stay and watch all of it. Oh, and that brings up just another thought, which is if you're in Scotland, one of the things you might want to look at is look for a local Highland Games, which is one of the places you'll see these heavy athletics oh, occurring. Yeah. And I mean local, like the one uh, in Forest, 
rather than the big, well-known ones. The big, well-known ones are beautiful and lovely, but the small town ones just have a great feel. Gotcha. It really is Scotland's answer to the county fair. Yes. Love it. Yes. So the Highland Games, very cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about my next one here. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Nessie or Selkie? Kelpies. I'm going with the Kelpies. Oh, it's. So the Kelpies are another magical creature, and there is a beautiful representation of them on the road between Edinburgh and Glasgow. They're huge and they look like horses, but they're more magical. (gasps) I want to see those. (laughs) Are they good or bad? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. There is there is no good and bad. Remember that the villain is always the hero of his own story. Oh okay here I go. I get to practice now. Which one? Edinburgh or Glasgow? Oh, oh, so close. Glasgow. Glasgow. There you go. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you another slightly equivocal answer. Glasgow is certainly the largest city in Scotland, and it has an amazing uh, breadth. Uh, It has heavy industry and the Royal Conservatoire, where people study drama and music. uh, And uh, so there's a lot of culture there. Edinburgh is the capital. It is one of the oldest cities. It It is actually my favorite city, and I love going there. I've probably been there more times than I have fingers and toes, so I've lost count. Um, and um, uh, But every time I go, I find something new and breathtaking, and I'm so glad I came back. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to go. Okay, last one. Okay. Royal Mile or Royal Yacht? Ah, so the Royal Yacht is one of the most popular attractions in Scotland. And uh, and I found it very interesting, probably because I was in the Navy. So, you know, anytime I can get on a ship, that's pretty cool. Um, but I think that the Royal Mile is uh, <laughs> inch for inch, certainly more interesting. Um, it is uh, and more captivating. There's just a lot to do. Shops, uh, uh, pubs, cafes restaurants, attractions, things to see, history, um, and every step you find something new to look at. So I'm going to go with the Royal Mile on this one. We've got some pretty good choices here. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Royal Mile is also really, really famous for the closes. Yes, the closes are really, so I didn't say them because they're not actually on the mile. They're off the mile. Um, And the closes are little um, they're called closes because they're little closed-in streets that are uh, are quite old, like hundreds of years old. And uh, and but they have they always have something interesting in them. And if you find any credible guidebook, they'll tell you which ones you want to pop your head in. And I am uh, not going to say more than that on that because what what you want to pop your head in is really based on what you're interested in. Gotcha. And there is a close for everybody. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jen, we're so glad that you were able to join us today just to talk and chat a little bit about Scotland. And we would love to say thank you and 
have you play a little bit of music for us on the way out. So um, we'll let you get set up for a second as we say um, thank you to you for joining us. And we're so happy that we were able to have you on here today and enjoy a little bit about Scotland. Jen, that was just beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing all of your music with us. And if you're inspired by Jen's beautiful talent, you can find her all over social media, starting with her website, geniuscreations.com. She's on Instagram at Jen the Harper, and she is on Facebook as well. And you will find all the links to Jen, if you are looking to contact her for future venue talent, or if you are looking to find out more about how she brings harpists to Scotland, please check in with her on her website, www.geniuscreations.com. On the website, on our website this week, you will find um, new posts about Scotland. Uh, Surprise, surprise. And you will also find some great information um, in our First Timer's Guide to Athens. We're so happy you joined us. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, 
Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.